0: Intro Intro Good News, the laws of gravity are still in effect. A woman from New York has changed her life to help kids in Ghana and you are listening to a podcast. I'm Connick Fiatian, recording in Exeter, New Hampshire, and with me once again, all the way in Woodland, California, is the jelly to my peanut butter, if bread were the news, Matt Gady.
1: Hey guys, what's up peanut butter? It's Sunday, July 30th, episode 2.
0: We've made it, we're back, we've got terms of endearment already. How sweet. First off, we'd like to thank returning listeners from last week who've decided to add good news to their media diet. And for the new listeners,
1: welcome to Good News,
0: a podcast.
1: Last week, we told you about our three objectives.
0: Keeping you up to date, keeping you informed, and giving you good news. And this week,
1: we want to tell you about our three goals.
0: Goal one, make you smile. Even if it's just once, good news should physically change your demeanor.
1: Goal two, make you laugh. Comedy is Connor's passion with this project.
0: And comedy is a natural laxative which cleanses the bowels of the news.
1: (laughs) And goal three, to keep bringing you good news.
0: Because this podcast wouldn't work otherwise.
1: Now, every Monday until the end of time, or at the end of this podcast... Whichever comes first... Good News, a podcast. We'll be bringing you episodes on Mondays, because it's objectively the worst day of the week.
0: Both Garfield and the Mamas and the Papas couldn't be wrong. Monday, Monday. (laughs) And with that... Let's get into it. week in the news. week in the news. The week in the news.
1: Every week, we're going to bring you the week in the news.
0: Because a primary function of the news is to be a historical record keeper.
1: And if we left out negative content, we'd be selling you misconception of the news.
0: So here's the week in the news. The week in the news. The week in the news. The week, the week, <laughs> the week in, in the
1: news. news. Healthcare legislation died dramatically in the Senate. McCain was the deciding vote.
0: Donald Trump derided Attorney General Jeff Sessions for accusing himself from the Russian investigations.
1: Congress passed bipartisan sanctions against Russia, Iran, and North Korea. Trump will sign the bill. Related, Russia retaliated against sanctions expelling 755 U.S. diplomats and seizing property.
0: Donald Trump called for 5,000 more border control agents and 10,000 new ICE agents.
1: Fires raged in France and Portugal but are now reported to be under control.
0: Protests were banned in Venezuela. President
1: Trump announced that transgender individuals can no longer serve in the military, sparking backlash. The military said they were not aware of nor enforcing this new policy at this time.
0: Energy programs in Senator Lisa Murkowski's home state of Alaska were threatened over her health care vote. The Boy Scouts of America released an apology
1: for Donald Trump's, quote, political rhetoric in a speech he gave at the National Jamboree. White
0: House Communications Director Anthony Scarmucci had a bombastic conversation with reporter Ryan Lizza. Related. Rince Priebus is now the former White House Chief of Staff. Related. General John Kelly stepped in as the new Chief of Staff.
1: The DOJ said that the Civil Rights Act does not protect LGBT individuals from workplace discrimination.
0: North Korea tested another intercontinental ballistic missile. Experts say this one could reach New York City. John McCain has decided to return to Arizona for brain cancer treatment. Good news. Good news!
1: Well, technically, good news is an extension of the week in the news. It's important that we distinguish the good news stories.
0: Because that's the point of the show. And getting all the bad news out of the way is like eating all the parts of a meal you like least first so you can enjoy the rest of the meal. And the juxtaposition creates a contrast to show you
1: how negative the news can be.
0: And how good the
1: world can be. So, we're going to slow our pace and give you the good news.
0: Congressman Steve Scalise is out of the hospital and on the road to recovery. Scalise suffered complications including infections resulting from a gunshot wound sustained at a congressional baseball practice.
1: Troop 6000, a Girl Scout troop from New York, is comprised of neighbors. All 25 members of the troop are residents of a 10-story hotel that acts as a homeless shelter for the girls and their families. The girls range in age and rank from 5 to 14 and Browning to Cadet. In Scouts, the girls have opportunities and friendships that they may not have had before. The Girl Scouts of the greater New York area are making it possible by covering costs so that leader Giselle Burgess, who is also homeless, can facilitate friendships and teach the scouting way. The troop is not necessarily unique, but it's rare. Homeless troops have popped up over the years, according to the New York Times, who first reported the story, but they aren't common. The troop is part of initiatives in New York to support homeless children who make up nearly 40% of the homeless population in shelters. This is all part of a five-year plan by Mayor de Blasio to tackle homelessness.
0: In other good news, scientists say that slugs are the answer to creating a super adhesive that could be used in the medical field. Inspired by the slug's ability to stick to slippery surfaces, scientists have developed a super strong glue as strong as cartilage. The glue can be used to join tissue that traditionally would not take adhesive like organs. One more medical miracle straight from nature.
1: In its ninth year of expansion, the U.S. economy shows good signs in the second quarter. The Commerce Department reported that there was a 2.6% annual rate of expansion, assuring some after a slow economic start to the year. Main Main good good news story. For our favorite good news story of the week, we wanted to highlight the good work of a woman who changed her life to help others.
0: In an NPR story reported by Amy Yee, we learned about Pat Wilkins, a former New Yorker who lived an expensive life of nice cars and city living.
1: Wilkins now runs Basics International. Basics is a nonprofit devoted to helping fight poverty and illiteracy in Ghana, West Africa.
0: Wilkins faced a turning point in her life after volunteering at a homeless shelter in New York. Speaking with her pastor, she decided she needed to try and make a difference
1: in the world. After some missionary work in Russia, Wilkins ended up in West Africa, where she was volunteering in schools and even sponsoring some children out of her own pocket.
0: She realized it wasn't enough, and in 2001, she started Basics to help guide kids in Ghana school to help better the children and eventually the communities they would enter as adults.
1: Basics has seen success and continues to expand to meet the needs of kids, such as offering daily meals to students.
0: After living an affluent lifestyle in New York, it wasn't until 2012 that Wilkins would draw her first salary.
1: You can check out Basics on their website www.basicsinternational.org. Feature the depth story this week and every week. We're going to bring you a brief and detailed look at an important issue with broad implications.
0: The oxymoronic state of brief and detailed acknowledge we see the oppositional goals as a target worth aiming for. Like Michael Scott said, Wayne Gretzky said, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. This week, our feature is healthcare. healthcare. Acknowledging the audible groan that we anticipate, don't stop this podcast. We know this topic has been beaten to death. And is literally dead now. Or so we think,
1: but, uh, you know, what is dead may never die. It's
0: really not a dead topic. But
1: the defeat of the proposed healthcare bills actually gives us space to talk about healthcare in a way that we believe is important and relevant outside of its polarizing political discussion. So we promise, if
0: you haven't stopped listening already,
1: there'll be no political bias,
0: no policy jargon,
1: and a positive perspective in the end.
0: We hope to make health care an
1: easy pill to swallow. And to make sure we don't get overly verbose, we're going to establish an important acronym.
0: NHI. National Health Insurance. Trust us, NHI will be much easier to listen to than National Health Insurance over and over.
1: And to give you a sense of direction, we're going to be looking at the history of NHI in America and metadata about American healthcare.
0: So to begin, NHI came into the national consciousness with the 1912 Progressive Party, known as the Bull Moose Party, led by Teddy Roosevelt.
1: Now, we understand that saying progressive is a harrowing word to some of you. And to
0: some of you, it's a rallying point.
1: But the fact is, NHI has always been labeled a progressive idea.
0: And another fact is... NHI has been championed by both Democrats and Republicans. So, in
1: 1912, after Teddy lost the election, NHI fell out of favor until 1933. The height of the Great Depression. The unemployment rate was 25%.
0: And Americans were clamoring
1: for government relief. The president at the time, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, wished to pass NHI. But FDR saw it as a potential roadblock in passing retirement benefits and unemployment insurance which the nation gravely needed.
0: So FDR,
1: believing NHI
0: could be passed in the future, advanced the Social Security Act without health care. and in 1935, the Social Security Act was signed into law. Jump five years ahead and FDR is still
1: fighting for NHI, though Congress had no consensus behind a plan. Democrats, FDR's party, held the majority in Congress, but Southern Democrats began opposing government expansion in part to protect segregation.
0: And outside of Congress, Lobbyist groups such as the American Medical Association oppose the idea of government's extended role in healthcare. So, to recap,
1: we have NHI legislation developing too slowly.
0: Lobbyist opposition mounting.
1: And congressional opposition and lack of consensus.
0: Remember these themes. They will come up again.
1: After FDR passed away, Truman picked up the NHI mantle, but faced similar congressional and lobbyist opposition.
0: Unable to pass the legislature and the challenges of a post-war economy, Truman lost the public's confidence.
1: And his party's confidence. The Democrats lost Congress in the midterm election.
0: With the loss of Congress, so went health care reform. For the time being, at least. Taking you out of the NHI timeline briefly, it's also important to note the development of private health insurance during this time. In 1943, a wage and price
1: freeze was enacted to curb wartime inflation.
0: The National War Labor Board ruled wage freezes did not apply to fringe benefits, including health insurance.
1: Which allowed employers to offer health insurance to attract better employees.
0: This established private health insurance in the American health care system.
1: In the decade following the 1943 ruling, Americans with private health insurance went from
0: 9% to 63%. But here's the catch. There was no central logic to the private health insurance industry. So
1: America had created an insurance system with no grand direction or plan, but nonetheless,
0: it came to power. All right, there it is. The necessary historical framework to understand healthcare problems in America. Recap. FDR and Truman tried to pass NHI and it failed. There was no plan behind privatized health insurance in America. And it just kinda happened. Now, instead
1: of droning on, dragging you through the minutia that muddies NHI history, we'll summarize up until the Affordable Care Act also known as Obamacare. Nothing happened. Well, not exactly. Yeah,
0: but nothing was passed. Well, not
1: exactly either. There were four major attempts surrounding the topic of NHI up until the Affordable Care Act.
0: I'll summarize. One, Lyndon B. Johnson, a Democrat, signed Medicare and Medicaid into law while facing opposition from the AMA, which called it socialism.
1: See? Something did happen. But it wasn't the true health care reform FDR and Truman had talked about. Two, Nixon, a Republican, was the closest to passing national health insurance. Two dominant policies came out, both calling for universal coverage.
0: No lobbyist opposition mounted because of Nixon's anti-communist credentials. And the bill had bipartisan support. But legislation stalled and was eventually stymied because it became overshadowed by political Hello, scandals. Watergate. Nixon, a Republican, was the closest president to passing national health insurance. The third attempt, Carter, a Democrat who promised national health insurance, but abandoned the plan because the economy wasn't strong enough to support it. Eventually, nothing passed because of competing plans. The legislation was too slow. And lobbying
1: opposition. So, yeah, okay, nothing really happened short of LBJ's Great Society. Which, which I I want to retract, that is big. But nothing near the grand plan FDR had for national health care coverage.
0: And as you can hear, the tropes of slow developing policy, lobbyist opposition, and splintered congressional support and opposition kills national health insurance. And that's when the Affordable Care Act came in. Now, we're not going to bore you with that information. That's been everywhere in the news, and we could never explain it as well as the proper news organizations.
1: But what's important is the Affordable Care Act was a real breakthrough in national health insurance, a conversation which began in 1912. That's huge. And it's not perfect. We're not selling you on that. We're not selling you on the idea that it's terrible, either. If you look outside the political world that is consumed healthcare. this
0: is where the metadata comes in.
1: You'll see that America ranks
0: 35th. And since the beginning of the 20th century, the percentage of gross domestic products spent on healthcare in America has doubled every decade. And it's reported to reach 20% of GDP by 2025. Which is unsustainable growth. And these statistics don't target political parties. They affect the nation as a whole. But we do have good news. The door has been opened for national health insurance reform.
1: We, as a nation
0: have a chance to be better. We don't
1: have the answer on what path to take. But the world and some American states have plans in effect that serve their citizens much better than the United States does as a whole.
0: What we didn't describe in our healthcare timeline are all the economic factors surrounding these policy attempts and the money within the private health insurance industry. But we did promise to be brief. And the truth is America's healthcare is in trouble. Now the legislation may be dead, but the conversation is far from
1: over. And if you inform yourself and engage in the political system you can make your voice heard and make America's healthcare system better. And that's good news. Hard news. Hard news. To be a
0: when Last up. week, I teased you with some hard news. The tease was rocks. Not just any rocks, but salt rocks. Now, there was some confusion, some listeners, and my own mom thought I said salt rocks. Nope, it's salt rocks. B-A-S-A-L-T. Now, basalt is my favorite rock because it's the most abundant bedrock in the world. It forms in the oceans, so you know it's rolling in the deep, and it's sonically superior to other rock species. Yes, the sound of the name basalt is what attracts me to it. And this is only natural as it falls into the igneous rock family, which is the sonically superior rock type. Metamorphic is a close second because it sounds something like a Power Ranger would say, It's metamorphic time! And sedimentary is last for obvious reasons. Yes, it is a fact that basalt rocks are the most abundant bedrock in the world underlying most of the oceans. Not all of this is made up. Yet humans mostly use basalt for aggregate and construction compounds such as concrete, which shows the world is once again the superior architect to the human mind. And of course, basalt would be a sheep's favorite condiment if in fact, sheeps used condiments and basalt was in fact a condiment itself. I'd imagine they use it much like salt. If you like our hard news, please tweet the hashtag basalt rocks at us on Twitter at podcast good news. And if you disagree with me, please hashtag us with your favorite rock.
1: That's our show. If you have any questions about healthcare or basalt rocks, please feel free to email us at good goodnews at goodnewsapodcast.com or through our website at goodnewsapodcast.com.
0: As always, you can check out our sources on our website to make sure we aren't fake news. Again, that's goodnewsapodcast.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and iTunes to support Good News, a podcast. Please share with your friends. And
1: leave us a review wherever you can find the space.
0: And that'll do it for Good News, a podcast.